today i would like to conclude the sermon series on evangelism so before we do that today i just want to spend some time to share another concept on evangelism so before we get into the word of god this morning shall we all stand for a moment as we take our evangelism pledge so as we read through the evangelism pledge we mean what we read and we read what what we really mean in in our hearts shall we start i believe that i am called to share christ with others preaching the gospel is my duty holy spirit is urging me to preach the gospel about to me if i do not preach the gospel i am responsible for those who are not believers yet i'm i believe church is not within four walls I believe church is not only for the believers church is for the unchurched too I know the world out there is seeking for God my faith cannot be contained within me I must invite my non-believing friends to come and see if they don't come I must go to the place where they are I believe that Jesus can say heal and deliver he uses ordinary people like me to achieve his mission Lord empower me give me the burden get me out of my comfort zone i'm totally available for you in jesus name amen please be seated so today i would like to title my sermon as seed evangelism can you say that with me seed evangelism so for our scripture reference we are going to read from mark the gospel chapter 4 verses 26 to 29 So if you have your bible or you can look at the screen we are reading from mark chapter 4 verses 26 to 29 verse 26 and jesus said the kingdom of god is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground verse 27 and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow he himself does not know how for the earth eels crops by itself first the blade then the head after that the full grain in the head verse 29 but when the grain ripens immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come you know this is a precious scripture portion lord jesus was telling to his disciples as he was talking to them about the kingdom of god can you all say kingdom of god the scripture portion is also known as the parable of the growing seed where jesus was talking about how a seed falls on the ground and how it grows and how it yields fruit and eventually there is a time of harvest amen Let's read verse 26 again. And Jesus said, can you read that with me? And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. And I want you to visualize, I want you to imagine a farmer who is going out to sow the seed. Are you with me this morning? Amen. a farmer who is going out to sow the seed 
into the you know into the ground where he expect the, the the cultivation to happen so first of all jesus is saying the kingdom of god is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground amen so the kingdom of god is such that you know people go out and they sow the seed on the land so first we are going to talk about verse 26 itself the verse 26 is talking about sowing can you say sowing out loud sowing now as a man scatters the seed as you see that in the picture for cultivation the king in the kingdom of god you know we are called to spread the word of god we are called to spread the gospel message the word the way seed is spread over the land by the sower god is expecting us are you with me don't lose your mind don't lose track right you need to just follow me very carefully so as the seed is sown on the ground god is expecting us to take the word of god and sow among the people you know word is a seed and seed is the word seed is the word of god word is the seed and god expects us to go and sow so we see a sower there the farmer the cultivator you know who comes and sow the seed when the land is you know prepared you know someone is there willing to sow the seed if there is nobody to sow the seed do you think that the, 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 the crops will grow no it's not going to grow someone who's willing to go there early in the morning and start sowing in the field we don't know how much time it takes but you know he decided he made up his mind that i will go today and sow the seed the whole day his job was just to carry the seed and sow the seed everywhere now what is the objective what is the mission there the mission is basically to get the seed to the ground as long as the seed remains in this bag as long as seed remains in his basket it's not going to help anywhere the seed has to be fallen on the ground so getting the seed to the ground is the main objective now someone who is having the burden to sow the seed someone who is willing to take the seed and sow the seed on the ground and now you know what this morning god is telling us god expects us to take the seed the word of god and to sow in the ground the different types of ground we see today around us you know who will really sow the seed someone who is really looking for growth amen someone who is really looking for multiplication someone who is really looking for something to produce the same kind now we all know about much more about seed right so we are all biologists or you know whatever ologists you know we are all there and we know so much about seed and I'll, can i ask some questions to you are you okay some very cute sorry very uh, you know very quick important questions can you can you answer me okay can a wheat seed give rice plant okay you're very good excellent when you sow wheat what do you expect wheat so when you sow barley what do you expect when you sow corn what do you expect corn right so those who are you know very interested in producing some of its own kind <coughs> when the baby is born the baby is with the mother the father runs and goes there to see the baby whether the baby is like me whether the baby looks like me or not now i was totally disappointed
So the father's desire is, I want somebody who resembles me. Now I used to talk to you know, families when they get a baby. You know, do, you, do you think that the baby looks like you? So the mother will say, yes, it looks like me. And the father will say, no, 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 no it looks like me. Now everybody is happy when the baby looks like and I'm really happy when the baby was not looking like me, right? Thank God. <laughs> right? So, you know, that is the desire. You know, the desire to produce the same kind. To produce the same kind. You know, farmer is the one who has the desire to produce something of the same kind and he wants multiplication. He doesn't expect if he sow one seed, one, one, one wheat, whether he expects just one, one grain of wheat. No, he expects thousands and ten thousands of grain. Multiplication. You know, those who are interested in multiplication, they are the one. They take the burden, they carry the burden to go and sow the seed. And do we have the burden to sow the gospel? Do we have the burden to carry the seed of the gospel? You know, so that somebody of our kind can be generated. Somebody can come for in a comfort the way we serve the Lord, the way we follow the Lord, the way we worship the Lord, the way we pray to Him. You know, some of us may be interested to sow the seed of the Word of God so that somebody of our kind can be generated in this nation, in this city. Amen. You know, how many when we see people they are walking around and they don't have God, they don't have church, they don't have any discipline in their lives, they don't know the Word of God, they don't know how to pray, they don't know where to go when tribal trouble hits their lives. You know, they are walking around when we see them don't you realize that within our hearts it would be good if they can come to church it would be good if they can come for prayer it would be good if i can reach out to their lives and say the word of god tell the fruit and tell the tell tell the give them hope about what christ can offer to them somebody who is having the burden to share the word of god he's the sower and let's talk a little bit about the seed that is falling on the ground when you take a seed what do you what comes in your mind first Expectation. One more keyword. Just one word. Root. When you take a seed, what is there inside of it? Yeah, come on, speak out. Life. Amen. What is there inside a seed? Oh my God, it's so difficult to get a word out of you. You told, you told, but oh, like you need to tell out loud. Right? What is there in the seed? Life is there in the seed. A seed really represents life. And what is seed? God's word is seed. And the word of God has life in it. Word of God has life in it. I want to refer a scripture at this point of time. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Can you read that scripture? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Bible says, for the word of God. Can you read that with me? For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And of joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Word of God is living. You know, many people, many Christians, many of us, we made, you know, we, we considered the word of God is dead. And we decided to keep our Bible in a very particular place, very special, important place. Thinking that Bible cannot walk by itself. Do you think Bible can walk by itself? Okay, no. No, right? Bible cannot walk by itself. Right? What has word? Sorry, what has life in it? The word has life. So why it cannot walk? Somebody to take the word and what? Sow the word. 
Life comes, you know, you don't see the life in the seed by itself. You know, you can turn all around the seed and go around, around, around and round around the seed, maybe a mustard seed, and you can see, try to find life where it is. You don't find life. But when you sow the seed, then you realize there is life. It's the same thing in the word of God. When you start using the word of God, when you start sharing the word of God, we see life coming forth. And third thing we see which is important is the ground. We saw the sower, we see the seed, and now we see the ground. There are different types of ground. You know, there's a parable that talks about different types of ground. You remember? The ground that is wayside, and the ground that is thorny, and ground that is thorny, and there is a good ground. Seed falls on different types of grounds. And you know what, God, before really sowing the seed, the farmer goes and prepares the land. So that the seed can start growing when it falls on the ground. And here, in this case, God prepares the ground. We cannot really prepare the ground. When you want to share the word of God with somebody, we cannot really go and do something in their lives. God did not give that access to us. But who can do it? God can do it. Spirit of God can do it. Spirit of God can prepare their lives. He can prepare their minds. So when you approach them, when you share the word of God, and the word is going to fall on the good ground. Amen? But the idea is to sow the seed in all different parts of the land. So whenever, wherever the seed is falling on the good portion of the land, the seed is going to grow. Amen? Mark chapter 13, verse 10, Jesus said, and the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. That includes all types of grounds. That includes all types of you know, people. That includes all the tribes and all the generations. Whether they know the word of God, they do not know the word of God. Whether they are Christians or Muslims or Hindus or some other religion. They need to know the word of God. The word of God has to fall on their lives. That's the reason Jesus said the word of God, the gospel must be preached on all the nations. Among all the types and people groups. Let's move further from our scripture portion. We talked about the seed and we talked about the soil and the ground. Now verse 27, Mark chapter 4, verse 27. And should sleep by night, the soil, after sowing the seed, should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. Let's talk about the word term germination you know you all know about the term germination right when you sow the seed the first thing that can ever happen to a seed is germination the first step in the growth of a plant is known as germination now the sower sows the seed and he goes home and he slept in the night and came next day morning to see what has happened and this is what he saw now whether he knows how it happened Yes or no? No. He doesn't know how it happened. And, but he knew that it is going to happen. Amen? He knew that it is going to happen because he knew very well that there is life inside. Now when you share the gospel, this is what is going to happen exactly. And he comes and slept in the night, but he did not know what will happen. He himself does not know how. When you go and share the love of Christ, when you go and extend the track and you know share about Jesus and pray for them and do whatever you want to do with them, when you come home, you really do not know what is going on in their lives. Amen? 
they carry the word they carry the seed in their hearts it may be just the one word that you spoke it may be just the one word you told them saying that if i pray to jesus if you pray to jesus you know there can be a healing in your life if you can you know yesterday <laughs> i think yesterday when we were going there there is a prayer need we met a couple and then we asked them can we pray what can we pray for you they said can you pray for my cat right my cat is having terminal terminal illness you know i understand their concern so i told them yes certainly i can pray i can pray for you so that the burden will be kind of eased out from you you will feel okay and certainly you know i don't mind just saying a word of prayer to the cat you know it's not going to harm me then we prayed then we prayed and i am sure you know that prayer would have helped them to ease out their heart the burden is kind of gone you know we don't know what's going to happen to the cat but you know the burden has gone from their hearts you know this is what but you know what we don't know how the word of god is going to work in their lives so germination is a mystery in the creation of god that we don't understand when the seed falls on the right place when the ground is having enough moisture you know that's how the seed comes out starts growing when the word of god forms in some lives you know when they are in need of god when they are seeking you know when we go and minister minister outside we find there are different people those who are seeking not everybody there are somebody if you meet 10 people there are maybe one or two they are seeking for truth they are seeking for truth good ground well prepared by the spirit of god and now the seed is right falling on their lives and now the life is going to come inside of them amen and who's life giver christ is the life giver and he is going to come inside of the inside of their lives as the seed falls in their ground in their hearts and the word of god is going to start you know germinating within them and they will get the flavor of god in their hearts they will know oh okay there is a desire there is an unquenchable desire within their hearts to know more about jesus i remember their face i remember that man and they remember that woman who came and told me about somebody i'm not able to forget that face in the spirit of god that's how he works i want to know more about i want to know more about they'll go to the tract or they will go to the you know the pamphlet which we have given handed over to them and they are going to read and they are going to find where can i more know more about jesus they need to grow in the lord now shall we go to verse 28 for the earth yields crops by itself it's part of the parable first what comes out first the blade and then the head after that the full grain in the head that's how the word of god is going to grow that's how a seed grows it germinates first and then it comes then comes the blade and then comes the head and after that the full grain in the head and then eventually it will be ready for harvest amen now let's talk a little bit about growth can you all say growth Now anything that is alive must grow. Anything that is alive that must grow. Are you with me? You know, growth is the evidence of life. How do you know there is life? You need to grow. It doesn't matter. Some of us grow this way. Some of us grow this way. right we grow in multi direction it doesn't matter but we know when we grow we know there is life amen and we are the witnesses that there is life because day by day we are growing right we are growing so you know the growth is very very important when the seed grows it has to be nurtured 
The farmer has to visit the seed and protect the seed. Sorry, protect the plant. The, as the plant is growing, they need protection. They need covering. You know, they need, to, uh, they, they, they need to be nurtured in different ways. They need to be watered. And all those things need to be done. Now, somebody listened to the gospel. And, you know, they received the word of God. And the word of God already germinated. They want to know more about God. And which is the right place for them? Church. Church is the right place for them. And when they come to church... They are going to grow. You know, when the seed germinates and the small plant comes, where they are kept mostly? The small plants, before we really pluck them out and go and plant in the right location. Nursery, right? Or I don't know whether other names are nursery. That's where the small, young little plants are kept, kept. And church is the nursery for the plants that are started growing in the Lord. You know, all of us are still growing. Can any one of you say that I have grown full? No. It doesn't matter, right? Whether we are six inch tall or six and a half or we are 250 to 300 pounds, we cannot say that we are, we have grown fully. We are still growing, amen? Even a 90 year old woman still grows. A 100 year old man still grows. Yes? Medically, am I right? Yes? Yeah, okay, right, thank you. So, <laughs> there is growth is very evident. Growth is inevitable. We cannot stop growth. Growth has to happen. If there is life, growth is automatic. And now the plan needs to be protected. And Sunday service, Bible study, prayer meetings, small groups, listening to the word of God, listening to the testimonies, reading the word of God, the plan grows. You know, that's how we all grow in the Lord. That's how we all grow. And eventually what happened? They start yielding fruit. You know, can you imagine a plant that starts growing, 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 and it's not yielding any fruit? What do we do with that tree? Just chop it down, chop it down. We don't want that kind of tree growing so big in your backyard and covering all the space. We want to just chop it down. We expect the seed to grow as a plant and start yielding, start yielding. Now, when we come into the presence of God, you know, what is the expectation of God? God expects us to yield. What is yield? By produce. How can we produce? By go and going out and sharing Christ. By telling others about Christ, we can produce somebody of our own kind. You know, that is the expectation of God. Fruit bearing is a sign of maturity. If growth is the sign of life, fruit bearing is a sign of maturity. You know, when we say that, you know, I've been with the Lord, walking with the Lord for 10 years and 12 years, 16 years, 18 years. How do we know that, you know, we have matured Christian life? We can know that we are matured Christian life only by fruit bearing. What is fruit bearing? Amen. What is fruit bearing? Are you with me? What is fruit bearing? Telling others about Christ and seeing them coming into Christ. Coming to know more about Christ. Seeing them receiving, accepting Christ. Seeing them walking in the ways of God. You know, God expects that to happen you know, through us. You know, it is important to know that we are not just called to come to church on Sunday morning sit here and go no that's not an expectation of god god has a different expectation god has a different expectation of us telling others about christ 
of us speaking to those lives and you know sharing the love of Christ speaking word of God into their lives and see the transformation happening within them see the seed growing within them see the plant shooting out you know and and see 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 they want to know more about God they want to know more about Christ and we want to see that happening in our lives you know that is the expectation of God church must nurture and help people to bear fruit Amen? Are you with me? Church must help people to go out and bear fruit. If that's not happening in the church, it's a dormant church. There is no life. There is no life. If there is life, there is growth. Amen? Are you with me this morning? Verse 28. Let's, let's, try, to, let's try to finish soon. Verse 29. But when, the, can you read that with me? But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now this is the harvest time. We know the seed was sown into the ground. We started seeing that seed germinating and becoming a plant. And now it is harvest time. You know, harvest is very, very important. You know, if the grain really becomes, ripens and if it falls on the ground, can you imagine a fruit that is falling on the ground before we pluck the fruit? Can you imagine a head, a, 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 a rice or wheat head falling onto the ground and just merging with the mud? It's of no use. So when the right time comes, what has to happen? Harvest. Can you say harvest? Harvest has to happen and harvest is basically to collect the seed Harvest is you know, make sure that the seed is not getting mixed with the mud It is collected so that the seed can be effectively used Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9 verses 37 and 38 We are reading from Matthew chapter 9 verses 37 38 Then he said to his disciples The harvest truly is plentiful But the laborers are few Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest you know harvest is plentiful when harvest is plentiful we need to go and collect the grain and if we delay what will happen the grain cannot be useful for anyone and God is saying that telling the disciples you look here harvest is plentiful and you know what who brings the harvest the Spirit of God the Spirit of God makes the harvest ready. You know, people are matured enough. They have the desire to seek God. They are finding for the truth. And the harvest is plentiful. And Jesus is telling out, disciples, you just look around. The harvest is plentiful. There are people out there. They are just ready for the harvest. Can you just bring them here? Right here into the presence of God. Pluck them out. You know, some of them are strongly rooted in false religion. Amen. Some of them are strongly rooted in demonic practices. Some of them are strongly rooted in occultic practices. And God is telling the church, it is time for harvest. You need to go out and pluck them out. Bring them out and bring them and get them planted in the presence of God. Amen. Are you with me this morning? We are just going to pray together this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people out there. They need to be plucked. They need to be sickled. You know, so that they can come into the presence of God. They must be brought into the church so that they know they can be preserved for eternity. And if the grain is not plucked in the right time, if the fruit is not plucked in the right time, what will happen to the fruit? The fowl, the birds of the air, they are going to come. And they are going to come and snatch the fruit away. The devil is a cunning fellow. He is always right waiting there. Trying to snatch those ripened fruits. They belong to the kingdom of God. But he doesn't allow. That's where God needs your help and my help. To go out there. And he'll pray for them. 
go out there and share the Christ, share the love of Christ and what Christ can offer to them and pray over their lives so that they can be plucked out of the bondages that they're living in and they can be brought into the presence of God so that the seed, the grain can be preserved for eternity. You know, our God is going to come back. He's a harvester and the sickle is going to be there in his hand. You know, seed must be scattered, seed must be germinated and you know, plant has to grow and eventually it has to yield fruit so that the fruits can be stored for eternity. And the, for everything to happen, gospel must be preached. Gospel must be shared with others. This morning I believe God is speaking to us. Just want to close with this story about 150 years ago. There was a great revival in Wales, England. As a result of this revival, many missionaries from England came to the Northeast India to spread the gospel. So the region where they came is known as Assam. And that particular part of the nation comprised of hundreds of tribes. And the tribal community was, you know, very primitive and they were also very aggressive in what they believe. So the tribesmen of the tribe, they are also called headhunters. Can you say headhunters? They are also known as headhunters because a social custom which requires the male mem member of the community to go out and collect as many heads as possible. A man's strength is known and his ability is known by the number of heads he collects. And a young man is capable of getting married to a woman depending on the number of heads he collects and hangs them in the wall in his house. You know, that's the kind of tribe they were living in, the, just not very far actually, very long ago. It's just only 150 years ago in India, in the, in the northeastern part of India. So into this hostile environment and aggressive community came a group of Welsh missionaries with the message of love of Christ. One Welsh missionary, finally he succeeded by sharing the love of Christ to one family, one man. Man and his wife and two children. And the man's faith really became contagious. And he started sharing about Christ to others. There are many people started believing in Christ. The village head was so angry and he summoned the village the villagers to get together, come forward. And he then called the family who had first who was the who were the first converts, and he called that family, the husband and the wife and the children, and he made them to renounce their faith in public. Otherwise, he said he threatened them with execution. And they, this man of God, he was moved by the Holy Spirit. And this man sang these lines in his reply: "I have decided to follow Jesus." I have decided to, to follow Jesus, no turning back. The chief became very furious. And as this man refused to deny Jesus Christ, the chief order ordered his archers to arrow both the children down. And the archers came and they arrowed both the children. And at the boats, the, both the boys were twitching and trembling and falling on the ground. And they were dying in front of this men and women. Next, the man, the, the, the leader of the tribe, he looked at this man and he asked, Will you deny your faith now? You have lost both of your children. Now you will lose your, your, your wife if you do not renounce your faith in Christ Jesus. But the man replied again, saying, 
though none go with me still i will follow can you all stand for a moment this morning you're just going to get into a time of prayer though none go with me still i will follow and he said no turning back no turning back the chief was beside him and his you know he he became very furious and the fury was you know so aggressive in him he ordered his wife to be uh, arrow down and in a moment she joined along with her two children into eternity now that leader turned to him again once again i will give you one more opportunity to deny your faith in lord jesus and you can imagine the situation how how would have been that situation he is just seeing you know his wife and children lying down on the floor dead and this man was again given an opportunity to deny his faith in jesus christ and that man sang the cross before me the world behind me no turning back no turning back but with the death that took place the two deaths of his wife and children the archers came and arched him down that man down now the village leader is just keep looking at all this happening in front of his eyes and he was questioning why why this family gave the entire life of the entire family for someone who came to the another part of the nation 2000 years ago and why this is taking place right now and you know what he gave his life to jesus and the entire tribe started following jesus because one family stood faithful for the call of god you know i believe that's what god expects in you and me we are not just called to follow christ for anything else other than bringing their sheep into the storehouse this morning i believe god is speaking to us as our eyes closed shall we tell him lord there is a purpose for my life i don't know how many years i am going to be alive on the face of this earth but there is a desire of you in my life lord jesus can you can you accomplish your desire in my life can you help me lord to bring souls into the family this morning if the lord is putting the burden in your heart not just because you heard the story but because of knowing the call of god in your life you had an extraordinary life just not the normal life the way god brought you to into this marvelous light was amazing otherwise you would have destroyed and gone by now but god has brought you with a purpose for a purpose to follow him to follow him as a dedication shall we sing this song i have decided to follow jesus